sibling sit down where brother and sister talk about the beloved New Jersey mafia hit TV show, The Sopranos. I'm Sarah Stefanelli. And I'm Joe Stefanelli. We will be taking you through The Sopranos one episode at a time, one podcast episode at a time. We will be discussing season one, episode nine today, Boca. As a reminder, if you have not watched the episode, please stop listening, go watch it and come back. We will not give away any spoilers past this episode. And if you are not interested in listening to a brother and sister talk about oral sex and molestation, what? turn off this episode. <laughs> that's my summary. Oh, that's it. That was it. You didn't Did write you want it. more? Did you want more than that? <laughs> no, give, give your episode summary. And I, again, you wrote this. Do I have to? Can I stop asking that? You stopped asking. I don't know. Off. You okay. just stopped asking a long time you ago. Wrote that. Okay, go uh, so Boca, in an attempt to get away from some trouble brewing in New Jersey, Uncle Junior takes his lady friend Bobby to Boca Raton, Florida. There we learn about Junior's dirty little secret. Meanwhile, Meadow's soccer coach has a terrible secret as well involving one of Meadow's teammates. Tony now has to decide how to deal with both men's perversities. Uh, this episode aired on March 7th, 1999. <laughs> Um, so let, let's dive right in. What was your favorite scene of this episode? It, well, oh, oh, oh. Tell me. Did you like the episode? I love the episode. I think this is one, this is a great episode. I have mixed feelings about this episode. Okay, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. So it wasn't like I enjoyed watching it, but I think it was a very good episode and it got a lot of, got me riled up, if you will. On one hand, I think it's, it, it, some argue it's the best episode of season one. And I think, I think there's an argument to be made. But I, I don't know if I can handle these two plot lines in the same episode. Even though, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's almost too blatant, the, the correlations. But I just, eh, I don't know. What pop, you're talking about Junior's plotline and the comedic Junior plotline. Oh, to make combined it... with the seriousness of Meadows. Yeah, a lot. Okay. Listen again. I en I enjoyed the episode. I wouldn't say this was the best episode of season one. That that's a little bit. Like you have college some really in good one. moments in it. Yeah, of some course. Really but... good acting. Um, it's pretty well directed. Pretty well directed. Would you do better? I, I some of the choices of transitions <laughs> between scenes bother me. The the song when Tony kicks Artie out of the bottom bench at the end, and then he sits at the table. And the remix a song of playing. the theme song. That's the theme song of the show. That was. Um, I thought that was a little weird. I didn't I mean, even it's notice. It's the only it was... time the theme song of the show is used. I, 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 Joseph, I didn't even notice it was the theme song. It is. It's like, a remix of the song. Weird. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That kind of makes it better for me because it's less random now. Yeah. Well, it because the odd. theme song that we're so used to, it's he's losing control. So I feel like the theme song itself is sort of losing its rhythm. It has no rhythm. It has no. It, it, right. It's very the, the, odd. the show is falling apart the way he is. Huh. Okay. Um, okay, great. So what was your favorite scene of this, which we agree was a great episode? 
My my favorite scene in this episode is possibly my one of my favorite scenes of the series, and that is uh, the Carmela telling Tony what she heard about Junior in the bedroom, <laughs> and maybe combined with the whole maybe dinner into that maybe that whole stretch. But really, I love when Tony and Carmela love each other. Yeah, and when he's him tickling her, her it's very cute. and. You know, and then of course it has to have that one serious moment where he looks at her and says, "What happens here stays here." And but then her retort of, "Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to brag over once a year," which I assume is her birthday. I assume. <laughs> yeah, they did, they don't have to even tell us. Um, and she goes, "I can resist the ner- the the urge to gossip." It, it that is just a that's two actors just letting loose and having fun. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's definitely a very good scene. Um, my, my favorite scene though of the episode was at the bang with Tony, Artie, and Syl. Um, it's a really tough scene, obviously, because it's kind of, you know, Tony and Syl are clearly talking about the coach and what he did to Allie and Artie learns of it in this scene. Um, but like Syl still just the delivery of Syl's lines like kind of makes us like comic relief of yeah, the, the way he says the word dick yeah is it, kinda, it, it is it's comedic it, but yet so awful yeah I, and, I agree with you and, and so I watched it and I laughed aloud when he said the I forget the exact line. I should have written it down. But when he says the thing, like he put his thing in my daughter's friend's mm-hmm. soccer mate. What is the line? Do you know it? I did. That self-righteous son of a bitch put his <laughs> dick into my daughter's soccer mate. <laughs> soccer my teammate. Soccer, soccer teammate. teammate. Um, and I, my daughter's got to hear this film. <laughs> something like that it, it but like that he's right and it's like very like what he's saying is very like oh my god but it's funny the way he says it so it and just so that just the scene i really enjoy the scene and i do want to point out that tony is eating eggs in the scene i do really yep scrambled eggs is on his plate um and that's not the only reference to eggs no we'll get i'm sure we'll get to it um, um I didn't notice, but but it makes sense. I mean, Tony does not, is not Tony. A part I, of yes. Tony's Tony does not end the episode the way Tony should end the episode. So I I disagree, and and I, and I think we'll get into it a little bit when we get to the theme of the episode. But I think let's let's go to our favorite quote because I have a I have a long. Sh- heated spiel about the theme of the episode and it ties into tony what you're saying not being tony i love when you have a spiel i have a spiel um so well what is your favorite quote let you go first (laughs) it's when when junior says pass them red peppers that's weird i don't really get why it's funny it's funny because he's and then he's eating red peppers at the table yes Yes, Wait, he is. He's next red, to because red peppers, it, it's it's supposed to. Uh, okay, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. He okay, says, okay. "Junior, little Junior's getting shut eye, and the red peppers are going to help that." And and just like like the 
the texture of red peppers. It's yeah, like, yeah, I don't need, okay, is, I got you, I, I'm, I'm following, thank you. It is perfect. <laughs> I love hosting this show with you. Yeah, this is good. Um, and then I got I got to do a runner up <laughs> to Paulie, who's not really in the episode except that amazing scene and that amazing outfit. And he says, my name is Clarence. When the guy says, calls him Guido, goes, yo, yeah, my, my name's Clarence. <laughs> You're talking when he brings the TV to cook the coach. Yeah, that, oh, that my was God. just... That's it, a great, great Polly scene. Anything Polly does is funny. So yeah, but that's a good line. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, I have a few. You do, as always. As always, um, when Tony tells Artie at dinner, "You lie like I play the French horn." Yes. Good line. Good line. Okay, so in my favorite scene, Artie comes in and starts yelling about <laughs> uh, the coach. And Syl says you're five fucking time zones behind your own ass. <laughs> that's why the scene is so tense when he says shit like that. And you're like, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so those are my, uh, those are, those are, I would actually probably say that the time zone one is my favorite. I should have yeah, listed one. that first. Um, okay, theme of the episode. Okay, now I'm going to confess something. Because I'm realizing as I'm looking at our notes, I, I didn't take notes on this section. I wrote it I'm down sure, and walked away. I'm sure you can do this. I'm sure I am. I'm going I'm noteless, positive. people. I'm going rogue. <laughs> I'm going rogue. But we, but you, wait, you don't have the same theme as me? No, I don't. And, and you know what? Even what I have written here, I think I've morphed into something bigger than this. Right, well, and it's still different you than first. Yours. You first, because so, you have notes, and I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay. So at first, I, I really thought it was centered around daddy daughter, and not like the cute daddy daughter. This was, this was like very, very serious. He's already in his daughter. Tony has uh, like scenes with Meadow. Um, so I want everyone to keep that in mind. But I think what the true theme of this episode is, is that it actually turns the mafia men into everyday men and the everyday men are the criminals. And I say that because we see real, any man with a teenage daughter would want to kill this coach. Mm -hmm. Artie has the moment where he is not, not in the mafia, but he has that criminal moment of like, I want to hurt this man. So you're kind of like Tony and Syl act like no, how a normal men would. They're, they're pissed. And then you have this coach who is not in the mafia who, I mean, you know, clearly is the villain of this episode. So I actually think like spanning out of, I think the daddy-daughter themes make the mafia men are everyday men of this episode and the outside people are the criminals. Okay. I'm with, I'm with you. So a lot of these notes are around the daddy daughter themes, right? So making their daughters tough through sports, um, you know, something happens with their daughters or their friends, you know, they were the real dads thinking about killing him, not the mob. And, you know, we see that with Artie. Um, also in the, in the scene where Meadow actually tells Tony and Carmela what happened to Allie, at first, you're kind of 
at least I was, I was a little mad at Tony because he goes, he starts victim blaming. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, like maybe Allie didn't know what she was saying, but I actually throughout the scene realized that I actually sympathize because I think Tony believed Meadow immediately. And I, I think too. his coping mechanism was, yeah, uh, he's in I don't, of that. but I don't think he's in, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's in denial and he wasn't victim blaming his words were, but you could tell that it's just his way of literally trying to digest what Meadow just said. I think he believes her immediately and doesn't, you know, and is taking it seriously immediately. Um, so that, so that was hard to watch, you know, and when he, when he says to, uh, Melfi in his, in his session, you know, if my ever daughter, if my daughter ever tried to kill herself, like that was, it's a hard line to watch him do. And again, like that's not mob talking, that is every father, right? Talking. So um, that, that was my theme of the episode. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but I just think that my, my theme of the episode, I guess, is broader of the whole episode. You're ignoring all of Junior's plot. I, that wasn't, I don't care about that yeah i'm but, gonna be honest yeah but here's what i find really interesting about this show and i this, this episode and i often i often forget that this is not a standalone episode it seems very standalone you have this coach story that we never really are going to hear about right. again you have and you have this comedic oral sex uh, uh plot mm -hmm. line but yet junior's oral sex plot line is a huge catalyst for the season like yeah, like, I forget I hear... that this episode, it's really the next episode that is a standalone episode. Okay. This I one is I see what you're okay. I see what you're saying. And I, you know, and to me, that's why my theme is the revelation of secrets and what those revelations, you know, the consequences of when we when we, you know, all kidding aside, use our mouths. You know, it's called <laughs> yeah. boca, and we think boca means mouth in Spanish and we think, well, that's that's Junior's joke, but they're all using their mouths. Even Tony, who we want so badly to use a gun, in the end uses his mouth to get this guy in trouble by calling the cops. And it's- Hold on, let's take a step back. You think Tony was the one that called the cops? I do, I do because he Why? toasts the TV. I, I don't think that means that Tony called the cops. I do. Really? Or Mackenzie. Or Mackenzie. And he called somebody. Okay. I didn't well, put that together. Artie. He told Artie to do it because Artie yeah. wanted to. He didn't. Yeah. Okay. With that would have been interesting. Seen. Okay. There, I did not put that together. That That is very interesting. Um, okay. I, just, I, think, I, I think that's right. What, but I, I like the way you're thinking. That's good. But I think yours falls under the broader theme of, because you're right, when these secrets are revealed and this, this the villain is, is revealed, you're right. These men are no longer mobsters, they're fathers. Right. And, and so you're true. right. I think your, okay. your theme is one of the consequences of the secrets. Um, Fair enough. Even um, Mackenzian, even Mackenzian in his little scene, you know how much okay. I love that character. I do. I do too. He, he comes in with a secret. And that secret, not, 
Okay, but okay, okay, I hear you. But he also comes in and sets up the tone where he says to Tony, I could very well be under the FBI's eye right now. He is the everyday guy who's the criminal. So it even falls under that. There's another guy outside of the mob who's saying like, I'm also really bad. Yes. It's kind of like, not that any crime is okay when you compare it to other people's crime, but it does kind of flip the viewer a little bit that your heroes are the mafia guys in this episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So what about symbolism? You want to go back and forth a little bit for this one? Sure. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Larry, who we see in the, the home, what is it called again? Green Grove. Green Grove. The retirement community. Be right, right. The retirement community. Um, Larry, who is talking to Libya, has a very ugly checkered black and white shirt on. Ooh. And I'm wondering if that is maybe a cannoli. I'm not sure. Bad versus okay. good, because you've talked about that in the past, the black and white, but it's very ugly and very checkered. Yes. So I noticed that. So you're look I'm I'm learning. I'm seeing the costumes. And, and he has nice shoes. At least according to Olivia. You should get shoes. You like should get this. shoes like him. <laughs> um, I would like to know what water under the bridge is. When she says water under the bridge, we really don't know what she, she means. Burned uh, uh, an apartment. She doesn't down? give a shit about that. You think it's something else? Oh yeah. Okay. She doesn't like him in the when because it, it's his daughter in the last episode who was getting married. And when he yes. when he yes. greets her, she she says, "Do you still have your women?" Like he he really does. She does not like Larry <laughs> Boy Barisi. It's just very obvious. And I don't know what her beef is. And it's one of those things that David Chase just throws in because he's brilliant and he likes details. <laughs> Listen, spoiler alert: we're not going to learn like yeah, the big no- <laughs> between Larry Boy Barisi and Livia. No one, but it's it's a it's a consistency that I really like in writing. Nice. Um, you're next. What is your um, symbol? I'd like to talk about a little bit about camera angles because okay. it's really um for for I, I I don't remember the name of the director, but I do know he's a one and done director. Um, and I think he I think he does a really interesting thing with with the way the so Tony Tony has this really great moment in the restaurant uh, where he tells the guy to take his baseball cap off, and he's looking down on the guy. And by having the camera angle forced up on him, it makes him look like this giant and this yeah. very menacing man. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see this guy is this little guy. Um, I don't want to get too ahead on cannolis, but that we got to go back to that. I want to talk about that scene, but okay. let's, that camera angle. But then we have it the reverse. When he is, then Meadow sees him and Tony becomes in the end, this really small figure this who's who's really kind of lost himself because you're right he's no longer a monster you, you mean when he comes home drunk and when we he comes see him drunk from the balcony right, right right and that also corresponds with the very small junior in that really great scene after he leaves bobby and he breaks up with bobby yeah. we see the burns eye view so that's the correlation between tony and junior that both of them have done something they really really didn't want to do but had to um and and even the guy as silly as it is he had to take his hat off even though he didn't want to and i just thought it was really interesting how he played with camera angles we agree that that guy shouldn't have had a hat on right yeah yeah 
but all right, I'll, I'll talk about it now. We can talk about that scene. It, that scene, though, is very much Tony getting the permission to be the vigilante he wants to be. You know, it's none of his business to go to that guy. Just like it's none of his business to murder a coach who, who molests a 14-year-old. But so he goes and does it, and the waiter says, thank you. Yes. And then I think twice Artie says, good for you. Yeah. It's like, it's like when Commissioner Gordon tells Batman, thank you. Even though <laughs> Batman should not be doing it. And he, he gets, he's proud of himself that he, I did what I was the vigilante and I saved the day. But, and then at the end, he, he yeah. also does it, but in a way he didn't want to do. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I really like that scene, even though, I mean, talk, I mean, if we needed to edit the episode, that's, that's the scene you cut. Would you ever wear a hat in a restaurant like that? No, you get, you're very obsessed about this hat. It really I don't think the guy should have had a hat on. Listen, it could, listen, it, it could have been anything. It didn't matter <laughs> no. what the guy was doing. I'm just saying, I kind of loud. agreed. I kind of agreed. Take the hat off. No, he is absolutely right. It's you know, it actually is very similar to um, in in a uh, next season or season three, Melfi's going to have an argument with a woman. Um, it's not a big spoiler. She's going to have an argument with a woman who's smoking in a restaurant. It's it it, it it parallels the same scene. It's none of her business, and it's yeah, you're right. It could be the same. I thing. do remember matter. that. Yeah. Um. Can 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 I go? Uh, yeah. Are, are you I'm good? Not. Are you done? You good? Um, yeah. So coach says they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Again, paralleling that this line is obviously associated with the mafia, but the everyday man is the villain, not the mafia. And he's the one saying it. So I found that interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Circles and balls are, uh, but I have no idea what they are. But there's definitely what? an emphasis on. Well, no, I mentioned before the, the. I hate the transition in the when they're dancing. It goes from what Meadow and Allie are watching on TV that music video, and then it 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 it, it transitions with like a circle that gets bigger on Tony, uh, not Tony, on Junior and Bobby dancing, mm-hmm. and that's a very weird transition. As is, by the way, their slow dip that frees it. it that's just yeah. not, that's not how the Sopranos does transitions. And I really, I think that's why the guy was, didn't come back. I'm going to say Aww. like, that's why. But I also noticed that there's a focus on a golf ball and then immediately cuts to um, tomatoes in Artie's garden. And I like, and now I'm thinking, is there something to do with, I'm not, maybe not balls, but spheres or circles. Like, and I don't know what it is. Something about coming full circle. I don't know. I don't know. No? And I, and I really can't even, I cannot fathom what it is, but it just seemed too coincidental that there's this odd spear motif in the episode. It's a circle of hell. I don't that, think that comes I, later. I think, we're, I think we're really stretching the one on that. But. <laughs> um, another, another comparison to Tony being bad, but good. So when he says, the, you know, oh, he's going to go to jail and then they'll send him to a shrink and everyone will get a sympathy because he's sick. Um, but Tony's does that. Like, Tony right. goes to a shrink. So yeah. um, it was just kind of another parallel. 
It abs absolutely. I did take notice of that. That was a good part. Mm -hmm. um, mirrors are, are a great symbol in this whole show. And I, I, I could have missed a few, but I think this is the first time it's really, really obvious um, where Mikey is, Mikey is telling Junior that he knows something's wrong with his nephew. He's, yeah. he's going to the cops. He's doing something. And we see his reflection and we see that there's a, there's a two sides to Mickey. Mikey, um, because later he's literally going to play golf with Tony and be all nice about it. Yeah. So we know that he's two faced, but I, but even just the angle that eventually we see this really odd side of Mikey's mm -hmm. face, and then we see Junior in the mirror, and it's it's just this really nice parallel. And you know, I'm I'm right now thinking of of there's a big Christopher mirror moment, there's a Paulie mirror moment, oh, there's like a lot big of ones, like big yeah. ones that I'm thinking in future episodes. So that's definitely a motif that the show adapts. Is yeah, it's gonna grow on. Um, so Junior shares a shame with Tony on the golf course, which was a low blow when he says, "I, I um, you well, you dropped the ball in center field, and I couldn't face my friends." Like ouch um but he says later like i taught him games i taught him how to play baseball so it's like clearly you didn't teach him how to play baseball well if you're so ashamed of his talent mm -hmm. um and it, he just kind of points out that they 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 both have faults but they should really be on the same team mm -hmm. <laughs> and, they're, and they're not in this episode and they're and 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 again i don't know why but maybe there's a circle a sphere a ball he does. He keeps saying, I taught you how to play baseball. You dropped yeah, the ball. All the Yeah. There's it's, a circle thing there. It's a thing. Know. It's there. It's there. It's but there, we don't know but it I is. can't. I'm going to rack my mind over it. Right. And and my last one, this is why I won the symbolism category this episode. You won you this one? Yeah. About time. You ready? ready? It took me nine episodes, but this is really good. Okay. He's going to call. And you think he's going to call Sill? Well, he's contemplating whether he should call Sill to say kill the coach or not. Mm -hmm. And they keep cutting to the phone to build, like during that the weird song, right? Of the the remix of the. They right. keep cutting to the phone, keep cutting to the phone, and there's just an uneaten sandwich behind the phone. In every single cut to the phone, and there's this untouched violence because it's an untouched sandwich sitting there. And he, it's a symbol that he is about to not go with the violence. Wow. wow. Are you proud of me? I think Christian needs to add a sound cue there with some applause. Shut up. That <laughs> was brilliant. That, oh, are I, you being that, sarcastic? I thought that was really No, good. no, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it was excellent. It was excellent. No, yes, I, I agree with you completely. And I didn't catch it at all. I'm so I also proud. didn't catch him eating eggs. I got to go back. He's eating scrambled eggs. I'm telling you, I'm like a paper. But it plate. makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. I guess. I guess. Good for Tony. Tony suffers in this episode for not doing. He wants so badly. We all do. Let's not get into what eggs really mean. Oh, okay. Um, our most valuable Goomba. You're wrong, but go ahead. It's Tony. Come on, Tony oh, finally no. does the right thing. Oh. And I put Artie, I put Artie as a close runner up, I picked but Artie. I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm wrong and you're wrong. What? I don't, I don't think Artie is the, is the runner up and is I don't think Artie should be. A, is it Meadow? No, I think it's Charmaine. What? She's the one by proxy. She convinces Tony not to do it. She tells Artie. Why? 
because she's the voice of she's always the voice of reason she she's brilliant i love her and then Artie in turn convinces tony but it's charmaine who tony says why does your wife hate me but really which is a cannoli why is it a cannoli i i guess maybe not a cannoli but like that doesn't end there charmaine really hates tony and it's like yeah but we know why because they date it we know that, remember? She oh, tells I think Carmel. it's more because he's a criminal. I don't think it's because they dated. Oh, I think that, I think she likes Oh, I kinda, okay. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think Charmaine gives a shit that they dated. I don't think she as is attracted to Tony at all. As a little bit of a segue. So Charmaine is the voice of reason. We get numerous husband-wife episode uh, scenes between them about, are your mobster friends going to do this? That's not right, blah, blah. But yet we have no, no conversation between Tony and Carmela. Nothing. We know nothing about but her Car- feelings about because, this. Because no, because Carmela knows not to ask. I, I think Carmela wants Tony to kill him. I think her silence is her going, he'll do it. I got it. I think she's shocked when he comes home and said, and that's really the no, only and- and when he says, what does he say? I didn't do anything I wrong. didn't hurt nobody. Oh, my that, heart breaks. No, but, but I think that's that's the only thing he says to her about this whole situation. And I think that's him telling her, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do no, what you course. think I'm going to do. No, of course. That's what he's saying. And when he says that, your your heart goes out. I didn't hurt nobody. He's like a big baby. Like, oh, Tony, you're drunk. Go to sleep. Yeah, but I think Carmela in her head said why why didn't this is the one time that you should have murdered somebody i guess i i just think carmela doesn't ask questions or doesn't get into it because she just doesn't want to know sometimes and she's more concerned about the girls than you want to discuss carmela's outfit when meadow tells tells them about what, (laughs) what did she what did she have on no, stop. You didn't know. You called me the first time you wanted. It was the seafoam jogging suit. Oh, yes, Two years did. ago, when you she first is. watched the series, you <laughs> called me and said, that's the greatest outfit I've ever seen a woman wear on TV. One year ago. Whatever. Wait, but you're right. It is this. It, it's not seafoam green. It's like a it is sea, bright it's, it's, teal. No. When, when, when Irving Berlin wrote the lyric, white with foam, he thought of Carmela's outfit. In <laughs> it is sea foam blue. It was amazing. Great. Well, first of all, the color sea foam green. I've never heard sea foam blue before. So I think you actually, and Joseph, I love you so much, but I do think you're colorblind a little bit. My love for you is blinding. That's the oh, okay. Um, so I, I picked Artie. I think he's the angel on Tony's shoulder this episode. We see his struggle with wanting to commit a crime and he doesn't. And he kind of say, I think he saves the day, but you have a point with the Charmaine thing, but I gave it to Artie. I give it to Artie. Um, let's let's talk about if we pulled this shit. Yeah. Any, if we pulled the shit. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of AJ stuff. No, he says that joke in the cemetery, though, which made you cringe, laugh a little bit. That was funny. But all right, can we talk about that scene for a minute? I know we don't generally do a scene by scene analysis. No, no. But can we, 
It was random. I don't get it. Other, the only thing I think it serves is to remind us that she told Junior. Right. That, right. Because then he, he, when he says the, under his breath at the golf thing, at the golf course, mm. they like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with why you. Why couldn't that just be, hey, previously on The Sopranos? Because do they don't do that. Yeah, they do did. They? they just don't do it on HBO Max, but they did it when it originally No, aired. I watch it on Amazon. Well, they don't do it there. They, I don't even think they, maybe they do it on, they do it on demand, on HBO On Demand, they do it. But they don't do it on HBO Max or Prime. Oh, okay. Um, but no, there, there was. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The, um, the, the last time I was in a cemetery, we were running around trying to find our grandparents. That was, the, no, literally the, our dead grandparents. It's not like we lost. Oh, them. no, no. We couldn't we find, find our, our dead, dead grandparents. grandparents. Yes. And we found, and we found them eventually. The, Christian Bobby. No, Christian figured out where we yes, could he did. find them. Yes, he did. He did it on his app. Right, but then mommy actually found them. Okay, but I'm going to give credit. Because I remember. Christian looking, was the I, Charmaine. Yeah, exactly. And then I just remember seeing mommy in the distance going, I found them! <laughs> Come here! All right, so what kind of stuff reminded you of our family? Because mine's a sad one. I don't really like, I don't really like mine. I mean, I said this already. I think he shouldn't have the hat on the restaurant. Like, what the fuck? I think that was like my only thing where I was like, yeah, I get that. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of like, I didn't think of us in this episode, really. Mine was, mine was when Carmela said, Med, he didn't touch you, did he? Yeah. I just, because whenever whenever something bad happened and and i think we're very lucky that nothing happened on this level in our lives right, yeah very but nice. whenever something happened to someone else i always remember mom asking questions similar to that like yeah did, like always yeah always making sure that we were okay that for, we were no, okay and, and i think and i think carmela and tony are like absolutely very distraught obviously because they know ali like and it's just a daughter her meadow's age but obviously their daughter comes first i think that's we see that there where she's like, okay, before we move on, she kind of interrupts Meadow and says he didn't touch you. Right. And then she they does. Move on. She does. Yeah. She goes, uh, yeah. So, and you know, and that's also Artie's first, his, he, he, he stops everything. He goes, oh my God, he drove her home. Yes. I, I, and I think automatically that's a parenting thing. Again, making them so real, just real parents, even still in his funny delivery, oh. it is about how he's pissed that his daughter was involved or has to think about this stuff like it's all everyone thinks of their own child i think in a a traumatic situation like this um just again making them more real i i I agree very real parenting moment for carmella it was good writing right there cannolis cannolis. there's a couple don't this is my detail please don't get into detail just list them shut up shut up um but but there's a lot of cannolis within the episode self-contained can i go into detail about those yes because we know the end of them good i'm so glad (laughs) um Artie, there there's definitely a clear correlation between Artie and hauser in the beginning it's it's kind of a head fake when hauser does everything Artie does 
like Artie finally Artie gets the phone call from Charmaine, which is great, and he's got to go. And then Hauser goes. I should go too. You know, Artie Artie is against Brandy taking him and taking Hauser into a VIP, and then Hauser says, "Yeah, I'm not going to do it." Like it 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 there's this really nice head fake of we're the same person. I'm a good guy like Artie, and then we yeah. get the twist. Mm-hmm. Even their clothes. They're wearing like a, I think a yellow and red, while Tony and Syl are in dark. Like there's a definitely like a we're we're separate from this group. Interesting. Um, great cut when Tony sit, yells on the field, "Good oh. job, girls!" and you immediately go to the naked dancer, which is also the one that is going to try to take Hauser in the back room. Brandy, yeah. I think. Brandy, um, yeah. Very much foreshadows that these girls are now going to be sexualized. Right. Uh, really, really nice, subtle cut there. Um, and then I already talked about Tony's vigilante. So that's that's within. Do you want to talk about some of yours before I go into the big ones? Uh, to build upon the within, um, I, I think it's Tony who yells this line, but it's one of the, the guys, the fathers. When they find out that he's going to leave to go to Rhode Island, um, they say he's going to stick around and, and finish what he started with the girls. It is funny. And it's kind of cringy right now that yeah. you like, so that, that was a cannoli right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um, there is definitely, now I'm going to get into my, of the whole series. So okay. I'll try to yep. do the but, but both Junior clearly says, if I am, if, if the guys find out that I'm good at this, it, 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 they're gonna, you think I could be a Fanuc, that I'm gay. Which I do not get that parallel at all. And they all seem to agree with that, which is, I, doesn't I think make it's, I think it's arcane, but I do get it. Sense. I don't get it at all. It, it's, the, it's, it's, that act is, is dominating. The person receiving is dominating the person in. Oh that's junior you know it's more i don't know if it's gay as it's effeminate it's not something he should be doing and very similarly tony going to therapy talking about his emotions is effeminate they're both doing things that are not manly in the mafia world right i think i don't i don't really think it's meant to be homosexual but the fact that junior says you know the being gay is foreshadowing that homophobic yeah. fear. Yes, that's very fair. Um, I'm not going to say who, but someone does eat peppers and eggs. Um, and more <laughs> interestingly, if you really care that much, go back and watch. And but Junior would, says, that's what I, I should have. <laughs> emphasizing, it's not, it, it's not even that line. It's emphasizing and reminding the audience, hey, Junior's not eating eggs now. Okay. He wanted to, but he did not eat eggs. It's now one of many it. times you're going to see Junior not eat eggs now he doesn't uh <laughs> i'm just saying random shit to throw everybody off um, <laughs> the the livia not livia being the mean girl who's not gonna welcome larry's mother into green grove is is definitely a big foreshadowing and i don't think purposeful but it is yeah um jimmy's mother might not be coming to green grove is a little little it's a head i think it's a wink to something that's coming okay um and then um 
Now, you know, now it's the reverse. We get the return. Junior saying, criticizing Tony's a young athlete, that, and which is really the catalyst now for the rest of the season, that, that remark really pisses Tony off. That was mentioned in the first episode. Yes. So now we have like, we're, we're we've seen what's been foreshadowed. Yeah, so. it's now a thing. I think that was good. I don't really have much to add. The, the, that's what I should have had lined with the peppers and eggs strapped me. Um, so I've got you looking for eggs now. Look at you, you point out the eggs I missed. We'll do another I, applause there. I kind of gasped when I saw it. I gotta go back. I never, I've never noticed. I, I, so, I will say- Because this. you're so distracted by still being funny and an awkward on an awkward, awkward topic that you don't want to laugh at him, but he's- I so guess. Funny. I will say this, Tony, I always say Junior doesn't eat eggs. Tony does. Tony does. So what you think I'm always saying egg symbolizes. I know. No, I know. Always, it's not. I know. I know. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, Don Corleone buys oranges. He's okay. I mean, he dies in an orange field later, but that's. But, but, <laughs> he, he dies a beautiful death. He gets shot field. like 17 times, but he lives. I just want to point <laughs> out that he lives. <laughs> that's the point. Um, uh, anything else? And a, a few things. You, you go. You go first. Um, when I love the moment where Syl gets kicked off the field, but people are applauding, and he thinks that they're applauding for him, and he bows. And Carmella applauds. Did you ever catch that? You don't get a shot <laughs> of her, but I watched her this time. I'm surprised she applauds. That's really, really funny. Um... I hate that they're just talking about their daughters with strippers everywhere. Why? It just always is weird to me. They're guys. They don't even notice. It's they're having a beer. Already says we just said a beer. It's just their bar. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> go ahead. You go. Um. Okay. I don't know enough about soccer, and you. I mean, I played when I was five. I played when I was a really little. But, but you know what? If someone wants to contact us, is Meadow good? Because <laughs> she looks ridiculous. Because she has her hands like, up. The, <laughs> other, the other goalie who Allie gets by, who I think is two foot eight, she is short, that goalie. <laughs> she seems like hands are like ready to go. She's, Meadow's literally like a mime. Hands flat <laughs> like she's feeling a fake wall. She, she does. What are you doing? It is, um, yeah, it looks very awkward. Oh, thank God she can sing. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Because oh I don't think God. she's getting a scholarship for her soccer play. She's a very smart girl. Well, thank God, because it just, I, but again, maybe someone would say, Joe, that's how it's supposed to be done, but I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But, okay, so speaking of coach, um, I mean, speaking of soccer, he's supposed to be this well-known coach in the state. It sounds like, like he's the best of the best. Yeah. I got issues with that too. He's a high school coach, but he, no, he gets recruited to a university. That's where he's going. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Finish your thought. Cause I, my next thought connects to this. Listen, there are a lot of high school coaches who are popular no, in their town. I know. Okay. He's supposed to be like this best coach though. And he makes Meadow run 20 laps for talking back. 
And if he was truly the best coach, the whole team would be running laps because never was I on a team where if one person had to run laps, that's when the whole team does it. That's All right. I that no, that really stood out to me as odd though. Well, that's that kind of you weren't on to... sports teams in high school. No. But I was. No, we had and to like was... sing the song again. <laughs> that was just do sing the, it again. That's do, all the, we had to do. do the the dance one more time. Right. Right, I show mean, choir. Um I was in show choir too though, just to be fair. You were great. Hauser I did I just says, moved my mouth. I didn't sing, but I was a really good dancer. Can we get back to this out? Hauser says he doesn't want to move his wife and daughter again. I can't move them around like pawns every time someone ups the ante. Now, whatever level you want to talk about with high school coaching, and I'm sure definitely high school coaches get recruited, they get offers, though in the public school system, they really, I mean, there's a certain budget. Like you're not like, there's no negotiating there. Um, so is that him saying he's done this before? Like, has he gotten in trouble repeatedly and he moves them every time? You know what? I, I think so. And that just makes you just grin and make you feel gross. That is like, but I think you're right. Because why is he moving around so much, right? Right. Though our producer did just send us a little message. He's right. They go to a private school. So yes, private schools can negotiate. Oh, that's and get them. true. I stand corrected. But I still think that his... His moving is not just because of coaching. I think this is, he's getting no, in trouble. I think you're right too. Or or the girl, like Allie, gets too connected. So he, he bails. Oh, that whole thing is just so heartbreaking. I mean, you don't do this once. Right. No, I think, no, I absolutely, I think this is a repeat thing. Yes, I mean, I even, do. I mean, even this, like, I, like, okay, I, I, I also would not go into the room with Brandy, but... Is Brandy too old for him? Oh, I, I thought the same thing. Is Brandy hate, not his type? I hate that I thought that, and I thought the yeah. same because I, you know, I knew it was what he was a sleazeball. Yeah, he, I had the same has, thought, like not his type, which yeah, is yeah, he has gross. a proclivity. Yeah, it's gross. So, Ugh. um, his dog is super cute, Petey. Yeah, Petey. But it's really, really messed up that Christopher steals the dog. That's fucked up. I love that that's Christopher's only scene, other than like counting money. I love that he went from being the lead role of the previous episode. <laughs> to stealing someone's dog. Stealing a dog. And, but yet, God love Michael Imperioli does that scene just as oh, well yeah. as, as any scene he does. He's but, scary in that scene. Oh, it's scary? And how the hell did he get the dog? He went in the house and got the dog. Oh my God. I know. It's just... It's good. He is scary. And when he goes, no, no reward. I'm an animal lover with like no smiles yep. on his face. Yeah. It's very intimidating. Good scene. Um, I like the little shit callback. Tony, uh, Carmela calls Tony a cowboy. Yeah. Like last episode. He's got right? cowboy out of cowboy. I just, yeah. <laughs> I like that. They have a, they, as in Carmela and Tony have a very weird painting about their bed. It's, Okay, and it's very interesting. It's you're talking about the four women, right? That look like oh, they're gossiping. Yeah. It almost I, looks like they're nuns. Yes. <laughs> I I'd have to go back, but I'm pretty sure that this scene is, is the, the first, first time, time we, see, we it. see it, which 
is all about gossip. And it's so you clearly think it was those, purposely put there. I do. Those four women are clearly whispering to each other. Yeah. Oh, they look like nuns talking to each other. And it's it's the it's the women in the barber shop talking about oral sex. Very interesting. So I mean, obviously, it, it had to stay. I don't know if it changes. I mean, listen, Carmela, it's attention. not going to change every episode, but no, but Carmela let's could change it. Of course she can. And, but let's pay attention to that. Cause that's, I wonder if the painting parallels the episode sometimes. Well, it does. I mean, we already know that paintings have a lot of symbolism. I mean, he, he was, became obsessed with the painting in Melfi's office. He, yeah, that's he, true. The David. There's going to be more paintings. Of David Hockney. Oh my God. That was that's such a, a great, you know. there's more. And there's, I, I don't want to get into it, but actually there's other big painting things actually. In this episode? No, in in the future. There's All one particular big painting thing. Okay. There's an um, egg thing in that too. Is there? Oh, oh I don't remember. I don't one remember. of the biggest egg things ever. Okay. Um, your turn. Um, I'm not sure about about the relevance, but I do love Junior telling Mikey about about Tony going to Melfi without a shirt. Um, I don't know if this was on purpose, but I mean, I think one of the greatest moments of Godfather 2 is when Hyman Roth talks to Michael without a shirt. Which I think everyone watches that movie and goes, why is the 70-year-old man talking about, like, talking to Michael without a shirt on? It's just an odd choice. The 70-year-old man has a whole storyline around oral sex, and you're worried about him not having a shirt on? No, 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 no. In the movie Godfather 2... We meet. Oh, I Hyman thought you Roth. meant Junior. I was like, no, no, no. I got you. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it's interesting that I don't know if that was a little nod to Godfather too. That Maybe. that because this is a, that's a huge moment for Junior because not only is he telling Mikey, he's setting the wheels in motion. Like we're gonna have to do something about this. Right. And I just to do it without a shirt on seemed Godfathery to me. Okay, that's fair. Did you notice that with the scene with the tomatoes that you previously mentioned, Charmaine's mouth doesn't match her line. So she does a list of this is where the wife is. This is where Allie is. And then she has a comment about the coach and where he is. And the it doesn't, her mouth just clearly does not match. They did a little voiceover thing. I wonder what the original line was. It's just a matter of the mic doesn't pick it up, so they have to voice. They have to bring the. But wouldn't her mouth still match if it was the same line? It's it, it's literally she's saying something else. Oh uh, yeah, it could be. Well, I remember the first episode where we saw Tony yelling more words at his mother, and it just yes. It we didn't hear but anything. We don't notice. Like we don't notice that the audience is too stupid to notice. I that. didn't notice it until the filming of this podcast. Oh wait, okay, and you so you're stupid. That's really what I just said. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, beautiful shout out. Speaking of movies, to Public Enemy, um, Junior pushing so the pie in Bobby's face. Which we we um, watched that during quarantine. Public, Public Enemy? Enemy, great movie. It's such a good movie. And well, we wanted to watch it. We wanted to watch a James Cagney, and it was like, okay, it has to be Public Enemy. Um, and if you don't know Public Enemy, I think everyone knows that scene where he throws the 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 melon it's a melon right in the i, know, I remember i know what you're talking in, about in his girlfriend's face and, yeah. and clearly this is a an homage yeah. to that and and 
we really we didn't another great gangster movie the great gangster movie and will be mentioned heavily in season three um that scene is really something between him and bobby it it, that is that a lot of moments were heartbreaking this this episode and that was a tough one he loves him and he loves her and he loves her right I, i think that is just, and, and you kind of just want to smack him. Like, dude, this is not a reason to break up with her. Come on. If you, if you love it for 16 years, she said they've been going down to Boca. Like they're a, they, sh- that's, it was sad. It was I, sad to watch. But I'm going to say he warned her. It's not like it didn't come out. Hold of on. Hold on. She had said it already. And then, and then said in the nail place, like, I think that was already set in motion after he got very serious with her and said, do not tell anyone. I don't think she did. And she Yeah, but do you think the, that's the first time, do you really think that's the first time he's warned her in 16 years? She even says. That's a good point. She even brings it up. Why all the secrecy about oral sex? Yeah, you're right. Like, she wasn't surprised to hear it. She, you're, yeah. okay. okay. He, she, just something about what he said, really, she took it to heart this time. But she's been yapping. For a long, long time. Um, so, go ahead. No, you go, you go. By the way, true or false, Bobby will be brought up again. False. True. She will be. And no one catches it. No one catches it because she's referred to as Roberta. Okay, three, I'll listen. He's in three or four. I'll trust me. And I you will know what's very up. funny? And I don't want to get too much into it, but it's not really a spoiler. But like, he he has another Bobby. He's gonna have another Bobby. Oh no, that I've heard that theory. I love that. that. Yes, <laughs> that he replaces. Yes, that he yeah. replaces Bobby. Yes, um, I have I have heard that. Um, I also, by the way, go back to lines. I do love when she yells, "That woman is not your aunt." Which I do think is a little jealousy. I think that's a little bit of. I think that's a little bit of a. I would love to have Junior to myself. Ew, no, I don't think so. I, do. I don't think that's. It's a, a little thing. twinge of 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 just the the feminine jealousy. Okay. I do. Okay. Um, I have one more. You have you have one more. You go. You do your last one. Just an inconsistency, and I'm a little surprised. Tony says loud and clear when he's drunk and falling all over in the living room, Paul the shrink. Like something about give her a raise or something. And Meadow clearly hears it. We're, we're watching and listening from Meadow's point of view. But in, fu- in a future episode, like years down the line, she's going to be surprised. Be surprised when she finds out that Tony's going to. Listen, her dad was, is hammered. She probably isn't really taking anything he's saying seriously. Let me tell you something, dad listening. ever, and, and, and thank God he never did, but if dad ever walked in and was that drunk, I don't no, think no, you no. and I would miss a word he said. <laughs> because we would be fascinated. I would stare, I would, <laughs> no, I can't, no, I can't say that. No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I think that would really upset me. And I think it upsets I Meadow. honestly can't even, I do think it upsets Meadow. Like, that's not a thing that's usual. Oh, no, I don't think, I mean, he, he drinks, but like that, you know, he was, he got drunk because he's upset over something. And then we saw that he took it with his pills. And I don't think he meant to get that drunk. Like, I don't think he's like, I'm going to get hammered tonight because I'm sad. Like, I think it was a, a hiccup. Yeah. 
Um, okay, but, and finally, what did they use around them for violence? And he used oh. the pie. You love that shit. Man. I think love. it is fascinating what like they Like, you just... don't think he walked in with a pie? No, he didn't. No, I don't. I, it's just, what they just look around and go, what can I hit you with? <laughs> it's always funny. Well, this wasn't funny. It's always creative. I'll say that. Um, I'm going to, I, I, I would be too disgusted to say this, but I, I am going to oh, point gosh. out that there is definitely a symbolism to her face being shoved into a pie. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Are we good? There are people listening right now that are going, oh, holy shit. I, He's uh, right. Okay. Are we good? Is that, are we done now? <laughs> <laughs> um, is oral sex brought up in this? Yes, there is more oral sex. I didn't ask that. I meant, are we done right now? In oh, I thought you meant like, are we it? done ever talking about oral sex together ever again? I I hope, but I, I also mean we're not. done with this episode. If you plan on doing all 86 episodes, we're not. I do plan on doing all 86 episodes. Are yeah, we good? They're not because I'm going to close. Two, I'm going to close. Do episode 13. Shut up. Okay. All right. I, I, do, I love you dearly. Um, but shut up. <laughs> Are you good? Yeah, but don't read the notes because I know it's they're wrong. wrong. Um, thank you everyone uh, very much for analyzing Boca with us and talking that's, about oral sex with us. Yeah, that too. Um, that's all from us for now. We'll talk to you soon when we discuss season one, episode ten. A Whoa. hit is a hit. This has been. The sibling sit down. Do you want to say it, it this time? Do you you never get to say it. it? You never get to say it. You want to say this has been the sibling sit down? This is the sibling sit down. That's not even a line. It's this has been the sibling sit down. This has been the sibling sit down. <laughs> okay, very good. Maybe next time you can say it, but probably not.